This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. Another session of the Missouri legislature has wrapped up. Several bills uh, made it and passed. Others did not. And here to talk about the highlights, uh, and I guess maybe even some of the lowlights, Elisa uh, Nelson. Good morning. I've got a, uh, I was welcomed back into the office this morning with a mocktail after being gone for like um, seven months uh, or, what, what or did, five months, I guess. And, <laughs> yeah, what does that consist of? What do you got over there? Uh, well, Bill made, uh, it, it's supposed to be a, an alcohol-free mimosa, so I think it's um, orange juice and uh, maybe sparkling water. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oof, yeah, nice little welcome back. Yeah, that'll yeah, get that, you going. Yeah, that sparkling water did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how did the last day of the session go? Well, uh, as expected, full of plenty of drama, I think, at least in the Senate. Um, the House ran out of bills, um, so kept taking a bunch of recesses waiting for the Senate to do something that never happened, really. (laughs) And uh, so, but over in the Senate, there was just, it was four days worth of basically blocking Senate business came to a head on Friday um, as two prominent Missouri Republican senators just, they were trading barbs on uh, the rules and how they were followed or not followed according to them. And so within minutes of beginning the final day of the legislative session, uh, Senator Bill Eigel, he attempted the Senate to go to one of his bills that would propose cutting property taxes. And that's when uh, Republican floor leader Cindy O'Laughlin jumped in. She forced the Senate to go to a tax credit bill dealing with sports betting, one of the big priorities this session. So uh, the Senate eventually ended debate on the legislation without actually taking a vote. And that's when Senator O'Loughlin, she called out Senator Eigel for his actions amounting to political theater. All of us here have matters that we think are serious for the state of Missouri. We're not all running for governor. So we are trying to do things in an orderly fashion and we cannot continue to have this chaos. That is what this is about. Nothing more, nothing less. Wow. Yeah, so her comments really fired up Bill Eigel, who is deciding whether he's going to run for governor. In spite of people saying that it's just political theater, it turns out that the things that happen in this chamber matter. In dismissing attempts to cut one of the most awful taxes that we have in our society as political theater because someone was willing to stand up is regrettable. All right. So Senator Igel wanted to cut personal property taxes. Um, So what did that nothing uh, happened with that then, huh? That did not get across the finish line. It was a pretty major package, and especially when it came to the dollar figure. I don't quite remember how much it was, but it was a pretty big-ticket item in terms of dollar amount. And it had several items on it, I believe. Um, But including, you know, uh, vehicle property taxes and how those have uh, gone up quite a bit over the past year. I think that was a part of it, along with some other things. Yeah. But, yeah, that was used as, um, you know, um, discussions and negotiations for getting sports betting across the finish line. And neither one of those ended up happening this year. Elisa Nelson recapping the 
final week of the legislative session. What key priorities were accomplished this session? Well, I would say one of the big items that uh, comes to mind is, of course, uh, lawmakers, their one constitutional duty is to pass a balanced state budget. This time it was $49 billion. And one of the items in that is uh, something you've heard me talk a lot about, and that is the widening of I-70 to at least three lanes across most of the state. And that price tag is about $2.8 billion. I would also say one of the other ones um, has been uh, something that has gone through the legislature for years, and that is an attempt to ban texting while driving for all people, because right now that is only for younger drivers, and now this bill that crossed the finish line would be for everyone. And in fact, if you were going to make a phone call under this legislation, you would have to use the voice-activated feature, the hands-free feature, if you wanted to make a phone call or text, anything like that. So um, that's another, I think, one that um, people, um, some people are excited about. Another one would be limits on transgender health care and sports participation. This was one Republican priority for the year. And um, this would ban doctors from prescribing or giving cross-sex hormones or puberty blocking drugs to any person under 18 years old. And then the other one would require athletes to compete on sports teams aligned with their biological sex. So um, that one actually, it, it makes me wonder if that would have actually crossed the finish line, those two bills, unless the governor... A couple of weeks ago, he threatened to call a special session if lawmakers did not pass the bills this session. And had he not said that, I'm not sure if it would have crossed the finish line. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. We'll never know. But it's, you know, I, I expect him to sign off on these bills. Yeah. Um, I would say another big one that's been lingering for a long time and actually passed this year is tax credits for the film and music industries. Um, so our tax credits for film, um, those kind of went away back in 2013. They were never renewed. And for the first time this year, uh, the legislature got it across the finish line. And so, and that also includes like things like say Taylor Swift wants to come and rehearse her show um, over at this complex in Chesterfield. That's kind of brand new. Um, some of the expenses for that could be uh, given tax credits. So that's kind of uh, a new part of this whole um, film and tax film and music industry tax credits this year that was included. So, and then I would say the NIL bill um, that would let Missouri high school athletes uh, score endorsement deals as soon as they sign up to play for a Missouri college or university. I think that is um, also a big one to mention. It was part of a bill that has to do with workforce development, and um, that got passed in probably the final days. Yeah, it was close to the end of session when that passed. Yeah, yeah. So some some big bills that have passed. Uh, Elisa Nelson joining us. Uh, a recap of the final week is uh, um, when we see a lot of bills uh, pass and move on or die. And uh, what were some of the key priorities that uh, did not make it this session? I know you talked about um, sports betting. That's a, a big one. And, and again, another one for 
you know, at least uh, the sports fans that are interested, um, maybe a frustrating one. But, but what else? Well, and I will say about that one is there could be an effort by St. Louis Cardinals teaming up with like the casinos to put that on the ballot next year. Yeah. And yep. so um, that may be an effort that is taken more seriously. I think what's important to keep it to pay attention to is um, lawmakers who had sports betting bills this session worked really hard to get a tax rate um, that um, they felt like the casinos could live with and um, they could live with to help uh, bring in that revenue to help with public education and maybe like uh, veterans. And so if there is a ballot measure that makes it uh, onto the ballot in 2024, pay attention to how much that tax rate is. Because most of the bills that were proposed this session, it was a 10% tax rate. Our casinos, if they, along with the pro teams, lead this effort to put it on the ballot, watch to see if that tax rate goes down. Because if they're heading this up, are they going to want to keep more of that money in their pockets and not give it to public education and veterans? I think that's really key for people to watch out for. Yeah. And we um, had, Elisa, we had uh, Bill DeWitt III uh, on Show Me Today a week or so ago talking about, um, you know, would they would they go that route and try to get it on the ballot? And, you know, he made it seem that they wanted to try to work with the legislator first, but uh, mm-hmm. legislation first. But anyway, um, if you go to um, Apple or wherever you subscribe to podcast and you search for Show Me Today, uh, you can subscribe and you can find that interview and kind of get to where the Cardinals are at, where their head is at uh, as we get into this process as well. So, yeah, that, that's a big one. So didn't mean to interu- interrupt, yeah. but, um, yeah, what else has uh, failed well, to make it? I think it's important to uh, mention some of the education bills that didn't make it across the finish line. There were um, a few of them that um, seemed to be a priority, like restrictions on race-based history in schools. That didn't get across the finish line. And uh, another so-called school choice bill that deals with making Missouri an open enrollment state that didn't get across the finish line. Also restrictions on four day school weeks didn't make it as well as, um, there was a public education package to help boost um, teacher pay. Now that is still in this next budget, but it's not put into uh, statute. And so that's the difference is it, uh, it may vary from year to year on the budget. Until we actually put it in statute, that bill did not get across the finish line. And so those are, I would say, and also the don't say gay bill. I mean, that got a lot of attention. It didn't really, I mean, it got to a House committee, but it was never voted on. Those are really the education ones. I would also say foreign ownership of farmland. Um, that did not get a final vote in, in the House. And so I think that's going to be a priority next year. And that was um, to limit, correct? That would be to limit. Yeah, I think there were um, hangups on whether to limit or to ban, because those were the two differences between the House and Senate. So we'll have to see what comes out of the House and Senate next year. And I would say the only the other major Republican priority this year that didn't get across the finish line is an effort to make it tougher to pass changes to the state constitution. Um, And they could come back and do that, try to get it passed next year if they wanted to 
All right, Elisa, as we uh, wrap up here in the final minute or so, what's, um, what's next for the bills that are passed and um, any special sessions that are on the horizon? Well, um, it's now in the governor's hands to decide if he wants to support these bills or if uh, he's got any problems with them. He could line item veto some measures in the budget, uh, which we'll see what he does. He's got to take action on the budget by June 30th. And then as far as special sessions go, I'm not really sure what that would be on, but I I anticipate plenty of uh, lawmakers to uh, call on the governor to hold a special session on this, that, and the other. I mean, that's usually what happens. Um, you usually hear about those um, during the off season, if you will. And so I anticipate some things will come up. Um, they might be political in nature. They, they might be, you know, some real serious things that people think need to be handled um, and, and can't wait until next session. So we'll see what that looks like. Yeah. And other than the, uh, the, the transgender high school bill that uh, Governor Parson had kind of um, teased, if you will, that there'd be a special session. He hasn't he hasn't teased anything else. No, uh, I have not heard him. And quite frankly, that one was really out of the blue to me. I, d- I didn't anticipate him um, to threaten that um, with just a couple weeks left in session, but he did. And um, but yeah, I'm not aware of any. We'll see. Um, We'll talk to the governor as we get closer to bill signing time to see, uh, you know, if there's anything else that he wants to be handled. Yeah. All right. Well, a great segment to uh, get us started here on Show Me Today. Elisa, anything that pops up uh, in the next uh, coming weeks, just uh, let us know and, and we'll have you back on and we'll discuss. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We'll catch up. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I drive my bus in a busy city. That's why road safety is so important to me. I know that I must slow down and be extra careful when I make a wide turn. Buses need more room than cars. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're driving, remember to give buses plenty of time and space to finish turning before driving ahead. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I've been driving trucks for a long time. Safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. The first three years of every child's life are critical. Learn more about early intervention. How your baby or toddler plays, learns, talks, acts, and moves give important clues as to how they are developing. If you have any questions or concerns about whether your baby or toddler's development is on track, please call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Call 1-800-515-BABY. That's 1-800-515-2229. Mom and Dad used to argue about everything, especially about Dad's drinking. My family went from totally crazy to quiet, calm, and even peaceful when Mom started going to Al-Anon family groups. I wanted a better relationship with Dad, so I asked Mom if she would take me to her Al-Anon meetings or to Alateen. I'm sure glad I did. If someone's drinking troubling you, 
You might be surprised at what you can learn in an Al-Anon or Alateen family group from people just like you. Call 1-888-4-AL-ANON or go to alanon.org. Or Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Back on Show Me Today, the Missouri Broadcasters Association will award its highest honor this year to radio personality and newsman Marion Woody Woods. He'll be inducted into the Broadcasters Hall of Fame after 61 years on the air. He tells Ashley Bird how it all started. I was driving a Coke truck in Clinton, delivering Coca-Cola to businesses around Clinton, Missouri. And one of my stops was at the radio station. And I happened to make uh, a comment to the manager there, whose name was Heil Lemon. One day I said, uh, this looks like a whole lot easier job than what I'm doing now, because this is hard work. (laughs) I just flippantly said to him, if you ever have an opening here, I'd rather do this than what I'm doing now. And it wasn't a week till he stopped me on the square in Clinton and said, I want you to come talk to me. And shortly after our conversation, I gave two weeks notice driving a Coke truck, and I've been doing radio ever since. So did you find it easier? Oh, not in the beginning. I didn't know. No, I did not find it easier. In fact, uh, I thought I made the biggest mistake of my life. It wasn't. <laughs> I was a nervous wreck for so long. I, I don't know how I got through it. I really don't. I was terrible. I was on a, in fact, I quit driving the Coke truck. For a three-month probationary period at KDKD in Clinton, and I'll swear if they had anybody else available when that three months was up, I would have been gone. It was just awful. It took <laughs> a while for me to, to get acclimated to doing that. That's really said by did. a man who's about to enter the Hall of Fame. Uh, what what was the sticking point for you? What was the turning point? Oh, the turning point of, of staying and yes, continuing yes. to do it? Hanging in there. I really liked it. I have, I've always enjoyed it. It's never it's never been work. It's always been fun. I've had a great time. Uh, Sixty one years of of doing this has been been a good time. I don't even take vacations. You know, I just I just work. I go play golf when I get a day or two off, and or in the afternoons all the time. But uh, it's really hard to to pick one thing. But it was just the fact that. I could affect people's lives, for one thing. I finally learned how to calm my nerves down. I was still living at home at the time with my mom and dad, and my mom would tell me, she said, I would come home from work that day just white as a sheet, (laughs) drained totally. Uh, You know, I was nervous to the point of mental exhaustion. Getting through a day was not very easy. 
But I had I had a good friend there who worked at the station at the time. His name was Les Acre, who was in the Country Music DJ Hall of Fame. And he taught me a whole lot about what to do, how to do it, where things should be, music sets, how to get in and out of songs. All He taught me a whole bunch about how to do that. And I gave him a lot of credit along the way. And now he is, uh, he's passed on. He had a stroke and died a few years back, but he was, he's the guy who taught me a lot, a lot of things about what we do. This is a field, a craft that really is taught best by other people being on the air, mentors. And I know that you've actually mentored some of our announcers and broadcasters who, who've uh, been on Missouri Net. We're talking to uh, Woody Woods, who is a longtime uh, voice on Coco in Warrensburg, KOKO, and Johnson County today. A lot of folks listen, and we do know that the stations that are that are doing well and having good sales and stuff means that they have a lot of good listeners in the area, and, and yours is one of those, and, and those that we look to as a great example. Tell us about the show. Tell us, who do you talk to? Johnson County today is really usually an hour a day between 8.30 and 9.30. I go to work in the morning. I get there at 5 every day. I get up at 3.45 every day, Monday through Friday. I get there at 5 o'clock, spend an hour preparing, getting ready. I go on at 6 or right after the news, network news at the top of the hour. Then I do local news, sports, weather, welcome people to the program and all the stuff you do in radio. And... And then when 8.30 rolls around, I have guests come in. It might be the city manager, Johnson County commissioners. Today, I'll give you an example. Today, David Pierce, Senator, former Senator David Pierce was my guest, filling in for the president of the university where he now works. So he filled in today. Oh, city manager was in. And we just sat and I never interview anybody. To me, we just have a conversation like you and I are talking right now. It's right. just a conversation. I don't like to fire questions at somebody. We just sit and talk. I might even just break out and laugh and just go off on a tangent. I remember one time I talked to the uh, uh, superintendent of schools here in Warrensburg a number of years ago, and he was ready to walk out the door after we'd had our little talk. And he stopped in the doorway and he looked back at me and he said, you know, I never know where you're going. <laughs> and I said, good, you know, <laughs> it's just stuff like that between 830 and 930 every day. And the rest of the time I do news, play music and I just have some fun. I have to mention that David Pierce is uh, also you taught him how to do radio. He was a broadcaster and also one of the folks who honored you in the state legislature. Yes, he was. I do have to ask you, um, talking about don't know where you're going, tell me about this <laughs> wine tasting show that you have. Now, that I I wouldn't put wine tasting and radio together, but I hear it's a big hit. So tell me about this thing and, and what you do. We have, on average, there's five of us. Every Friday morning at 9.30, we gather in the studio there at Coco and have somewhere between seven, eight, nine bottles of wine that we'll go through tasting and talking about and telling where they came from, how much they cost. You might like this. You might not like that. Here's a white wine. Here's a red wine. We just go through the whole deal. 930 in the morning. In, yeah, yeah. We say that we drink wine at this time of day so you don't have to. We take <laughs> care of that for everybody. <laughs> 
And this is a big hit, but I hear from yeah. your I'm here from your staff over there that it changes a bit from the beginning to the end. What's what happens here? Well, after, <laughs> you know, four or five glasses or partial glasses, <laughs> it might get a little loose. Good. You know, it could happen. But, you know, I, I try not to because I still have newscasts to do and other stuff to do yet. When the wine show's over, I still got to finish my regular day. So I, I behave myself. Adventures in radio. So folks want yeah. to tune in. They can still tune in online to hear this, these shenanigans. We um, have people tune in from all over the place. We have listeners in the Chicago area, Wisconsin, Florida, uh, Baltimore. They tune in and we just have so much fun that people, they can't afford not to hear us. So I can't yeah. afford not to, right? <laughs> so they can find you online at KOKO Radio. Yeah, they just go to warrensburgradio.com. Click on KOKO. That's where they can hear this wonderful program. So the next thing we see will be the Wine Spectator Hall of Fame because you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wine broadcaster of the year. I've never heard of such. This is great. <laughs> no. uh, uh, this is, We've been doing this like uh, this is 22 or three years now. Oh, my goodness. 20 some years. Yeah, 20 some years. We've been doing this every Friday morning. We even record the program and play it back on Saturday for in case you miss it Friday. You can hear it again on Saturday. That sounds like great fun. We are talking to Woody Woods of, of KOKO Radio in Warrensburg, who's about to be inducted into the Missouri Broadcasters Hall of Fame with some other amazing Missouri names. Without giving it away, what's your what's your main message to folks? It a lot of be a lot of young broadcasters, a lot of business folks and stuff at this big soiree. What's gonna be the theme of your message back to them? Oh boy. oh boy uh you'll have fun you'll never get rich unless you land one of those big time jobs like a couple of people who have worked with me have uh but you'll make a decent living you'll never go hungry you'll have a roof over your head and you'll have a good time while you're doing it Uh, if, if if you want to get rich do something else that's my that's the way i look at it (laughs) you told me you're always it's always easier for you to be on the interviewer side of the mic. If you had a chance to interview you, what is the one question that you'd love someone to ask you? Oh, boy, you're tough. I am. You're tough. The one I'd like to hear ask of me and answer would be, why have you worked so long? Why don't you quit at your advanced age of 82? (laughs) <laughs> I get that a lot. Anyway, really? why are you still working? Like I told you earlier, it's not work. It's play. I enjoy what I do. And I'd hate to I'd hate to think I have to get up tomorrow and I couldn't go do that. I would I would just hate that. Someday that's gonna happen though. I'll you know, I've reached that point where it's gonna happen and it it'll be sooner rather than down the road. It's gotta be. You agree? You agree with that? For all of us, Woody. All of us. Well, I am so glad to have this time with you. We could chat before your big honors at the Missouri Broadcasters Association. Congratulations from all of us in radio. And please, please, please keep up the good work. And I'm glad you love it so much. Woody Woods from KOKO, the voice of Johnson County. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.
Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You try All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Email from school about the incident today. Scary. Tell me about it. Did you have any idea that was going on? None. I mean, you saw Derek at the game last night, too. Did you have a clue? No, but you know, teachers like me, parents, we don't always know as much as you guys do. Kids hear first about what's going on with other kids. Half the time, it's rumors. It can be hard to tell sometimes, but if you have a concern about a friend who's having trouble with alcohol, prescription drugs, bullying, violence, anything, you need to tell an adult. Mom or me, a teacher, coach, school counselor, someone you know and trust. Dad, no kid is going to tell an adult about that kind of stuff. I get it, but if we don't know, we can't help. Speaking up about a problem, that's what helping a friend is all about. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 
Thanks for listening to Show Me Today. Seven Missouri students will go where few students get to go, the National Spelling Bee. They're from Columbia, Blue Springs, Harrisonville, Farmington, Springfield, Trenton, and St. Louis. Elisa Nelson talks to one of the spelling whiz kids. Joining Show Me Today is one of Missouri's participants, Mariah Coffey. She's a sixth grader in Harrisonville, and she will be on the national stage and will be putting her whole spelling bee thinking cap on. So, uh, Mariah, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Congratulations on making it to the National Spelling Bee. Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, Mariah, what word did you spell correctly to make it to the National Bee? Uh, so, my word was ouster, which is spelled O-U-S-T-E-R. Now, did you have to uh, give the meaning of that word as well, or did you uh, just have to spell it? Uh, you just have to spell it. Okay. So what are you excited about with the National Spelling Bee? Because, of course, you got to spell, and then you got the meaning round as well. Well, yeah, I'm really excited to just get this opportunity and meet new people, maybe visit some famous landmarks. Ah, yes, of course. Make a whole vacation out of it. <laughs> now, do you is is your school getting out before the B um or does school go into June? Uh, my school gets out in May, so it should be in plenty of time before the B. Ah, so do you have studying time you have to do before you go to the B then? Are you going to just put your nose in a book and in a dictionary or something? Um, yeah, we study with um, the list they provide, which is a list of about 4,000 words. And they also have an app called Word Club that I like to use. Oh, my gosh. That's nice. They provide you with a list. Yeah. Good. Boy, they didn't have apps when I was around, Mariah. That's that's pretty yeah. nifty as well. <laughs> um. So tell me about, like, some of the words on the list. Are they just, um, I don't even know if I know what they mean. <laughs> so, yeah, there's three different levels of words, and there's usually around 100 to 200 words or maybe sometimes a 1,000 words per level. And you just, they ask you of to spell it and to define it, and it can help you study. Okay, so what's the part um, that makes you most nervous about competing in the B? Uh, I think it will be really intimidating because there's a lot of smart people there that might be tough to compete with. Yeah, it is uh, quite the competition, but I, I've got faith in you. Uh, <laughs> Joining Show Me Today is Mariah Coffey. She's a sixth grader in Harrisonville and will be competing in the National Spelling Bee. The bee is May 30th through June 1st in the Washington, D.C. area. I'm Elisa Nelson. Um, have you had any other students from Harrisonville or your school district? I, I forget. What's your school district called? Again, is it Peculiar Raymond Peculiar or what is it again? It's Harrisonville School District. Oh, it is Harrisonville School District. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, have you ever had any students from your district uh, who have gone to the National Spelling Bee that you know of? Um, yeah, there was someone that went about 10 years ago that competed for Harrisonville. Oh, cool. So did the whole school get excited when they found out you were going? 
Yeah, it was it was a pretty exciting thing to come back with. That's awesome. So, um, do you compete in any other school activities whatsoever? Um, so I like doing sports and I'm also involved in the band. So, that's really fun. What do you play in band? Uh, just various percussion instruments. Oh, fun. Okay, that's where all the the fun is at. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so the reason I ask this is, how do you feel going into the B compared to, like, some of the other school activities that you do? Are you are you preparing hard for the B? Are you kind of just uh, going with the flow, or do you feel like you're going to vomit? Um, well, kind of about everything. I'm studying really hard, but I'm also really nervous about this. Okay, understandable. Maybe there's some, um, maybe there's some yoga and meditating you could do. Um, yeah, <laughs> to help. Um, okay, so, okay, so I want to get you warmed up for nationals. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so so I'm gonna put you in the hot seat. I have a word for you to spell. Are you ready? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I let let me ease you into it. All right. Uh, I, I think you'll be all right here. Okay, the word is honeybee. Okay. Would you like me to spell it for you? Yes, ma'am. Okay, honeybee. H-O-N-E-Y-B-E-E, -E -E. honeybee. Oh, that was a breeze. Good for you. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I, I, I want to go to the next level, okay? I, I think okay. you'll be all right. I think just one more. All right. <laughs> eucalyptus. Uh, eucalyptus. Uh, E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-T-U-S. Eucalyptus. Just give her the trophy already. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Good job. You got it. We're just getting you warmed up. Well, well, um, best of luck to you at Nationals, and I really appreciate you talking to me about uh, going into this, and um, I'll be watching, okay? I'll be watching all okay, the Missouri, yeah, I'll be watching all the Missouri kids, and my stomach will be uh, in knots as you all go on <laughs> stage there, so... That's Mariah Coffey. She is a sixth grader at Harrisonville, and she is competing in the National Spelling Bee along with six other students here in Missouri. And the Spelling Bee will be May 30th through June 1st in the Washington, D.C. area. If you want to hear more, subscribe to Show Me Today on app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. If you're talking, they will hear you. Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? 
Uh, no, not really. Bill, if we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved? Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone. Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic. Families and friends are suffering too. Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 1-866-200-0223 or visit alanon.org slash help. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Show me today. And we're back. A soon-to-be Missouri law will allow Missourians more direct access to physical therapy services. Governor Mike Parson has recently signed a bill into law, and we got a chance to visit with the bill's sponsor, Republican State Senator Carla Esslinger. She talks with Anthony Morbeth about the bill, what it does, and how it changes physical therapy in Missouri come August. The bill itself just simply provides access to physical therapy for Missourians across the state. Previously, before this piece of legislation, if you happen to have an injury or, or a need for physical therapy, you were required to go to your local physician or, or emergency, whatever, and get a doctor's prescription to be served or to be uh, to be able to see a, a physical therapist. So simply this bill just kind of takes that out of the loop. And so if we think about it, do we have maybe 7,000 some odd PTs or physical therapists that, that uh, work in the state of Missouri? So you could think that, okay, every time they get a new patient, that's just another doctor visit for each one of our Missourians. You know, you could even say every time one person gets a new patient, that's 7,000 total, right? Something like that. But anyway, makes it to where, one, you don't have to pay that copay just for the script. You don't have to wait the two weeks to get into the doctor appointment just to be able to go get your physical therapy. So I think it provides access and more affordability for services that a PT provides. Following up on the bill signing ceremony that was recently held, signed by the governor, uh, I, I liked this quote that he said when he initially spoke to the members in the audience as well as members of the media. He said that the bill gets bureaucracy out of the way. 
in regards to this bill specifically. Do you agree with that? What's your take? Absolutely, I agree with that. You know, when we look out across all the other kinds of what you consider auxiliary or whatever medical services we have, I can't think of another one that required a prescription or a script to get access to. Occupational therapy, you don't have to have a script. A chiropractor, you don't have to have a script. For some reason, PTs had to have a script. So that, to me, seemed like bureaucracy or just another hoop for us to go through just to get access. Um, there has, hasn't never been in any other, other of, uh, occupations that I know of uh, any real danger or, or medical problems associated with getting direct access. So it just made sense for us to put this piece of legislation together, get it across the line, so that next time, for instance, when my daughter sprains her ankle at a volleyball tournament, I can go straight to the PT clinic and have her assessed and find out what she needs to do and get her back on the playing field as, as quick as possible. Following up on some of the comments that you had said at the ceremony, you had mentioned so many people had been working on this and that you were just honored to, I believe, as you said, carry the torch. So can you walk me through, because uh, this has been on the minds of lawmakers for the past couple of years, can you walk me through how we got to this point, how long it has taken? You know, actually, I believe I've heard it's been 10 to 12 years that they've been working on this particular uh, piece of legislation. And I think that uh, uh, there have been, my, I know, that there have been so many people that had a great interest and worked diligently for this legislation to come to fruition. As to why it hasn't been successful in the past, I really can't tell you. I think every time there's a new thing that comes up or, or something uh uh, maybe they thought was more important, so they put this on the back burner, whatever it was. But there have been people for at least at least 10 years, I know, that have been really, really interested in getting access to PT. Um, I do believe that I am just in the right place at the right time. Uh, I, I chair uh, what used to be the Professional Registration Committee, and now it's called Government Accountability. And it's been a, uh, a licensure kind of thing for all kinds of, all kinds of professions across the state. So me being uh, that chair, a new chair to that committee, I hope that that uh, helped it be successful. And then I also know that my direct, you know, passion for uh, direct access to PT may have helped as well. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Republican Senator Carla Esslinger, physical therapist, Senate Bill 51, recently signed into law. Uh, on that same note, this becomes law. In August. So what happens then? Is it as simple as qualified physical therapists can treat patients without referral from a physician come August? That's exactly right. So in August, you can go to your PT and she can or he can immediately start providing you uh, services. Uh, of course, we have to keep in mind that there's always a partnership between your, phys your physician, your PT, your chiropractor, your respiratory, all those things. It's like a big team that's looking out for your health. So this bill by no means cuts out communication between your regular doctor and your, your physical therapist. Uh, it, just it just provides access for patients to get physical therapy without requiring the script. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that following the COVID-19 pandemic and how it shut everything down, a lot of Americans have been forced to basically stay at home and, and doctors forced to do telemedicine through the phone, through Zoom, through Facebook, things like that. And I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that also is a part of this? After so many visits, 10 visits, I believe, uh, there is communication with, a, with, their, with the patient's doctor to determine if uh, continued services are needed, if we're seeing improvement, or if there needs to be another course of action to provide uh, 
uh, the outcome that the patient needs. On that same note, I, I think it's rather fascinating, again, following the COVID-19 pandemic, healthcare has just been on the minds of just Americans just in general, not just physical therapy. So I wanted to pose this question to you because I wanted your, your take, uh, prescription or referral from a physician. Um, obviously, in this case, we're talking physical therapy, physical therapists, but I think this could potentially apply to just a wide range of medical fields as well. What do you think? Well, I'd have to have some more research as to what fields currently uh, would benefit from direct access. Uh, I do know that most of those, most of those auxiliary uh, kinds of services currently do have uh, direct access without a script. PT uh, was, was kind of an anomaly in, in that field. But I, I think what you're referring to is just this idea of the traditional call the doctor's office, make an appointment, two weeks later go sit in the, in the, in the waiting room, see a doctor, wait for whatever test he has to, all those kind of things. I think we're seeing overall kind of a shift in the way we deliver uh, our services, our physical, our um, medical services, just in general. And I think it's a good shift. Uh, it makes it just to be a little bit more uh, consumer friendly, I think. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Republican Senator Carla Esslinger, the physical therapist, Senate Bill 51 recently signed into law. It officially becomes law in August. And this is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. By the way, if you're just tuning in and you didn't get a chance to listen to this or any or all of the interviews or all of the different shows that we air on a daily basis here on Show Me Today, you can listen to them wherever you get your podcast. That includes Apple Music as well as Amazon Music. This is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri. Show Me Today.